0: everyone. Welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin, the podcast where we talk about reality TV and we get a little bit culty. Today, I'm actually going to be talking with Michelle Lykowski from The Jenny McCarthy Show about a crazy Netflix documentary, Evil Genius. It's a four-part series that was published on Netflix on May 11th, and it is about the true crime murder of Brian Wells. It was a high-profile 2003 case in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the incident is often referred to as the Collar Bomb or Pizza Bomber case. You might have heard about it before. I personally knew nothing about this when I walked into the documentary blind, and I'm glad I did because I still have a lot of questions, but I was riveted. If you watched it, I know that you have questions too. Michelle and I are going to talk about everything we saw what our questions are, what we think really happened. And even if you didn't watch this documentary, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. We are laughing our way through a murder case, I realize. So please forgive us. It's not because we think the actual murder was funny. Disclaimer. But this case is so batshit crazy that it is just, it's almost like a dark comedy in a lot of ways. I mean, the people involved in it, are just a special, special group. So we're going to get to that in a second. So before that, let's talk about what's going on in reality TV this week. My 90 Day Fiancé recap is up on realitytea.com. You can click on that over there, or you can go to Martin.com and find links to all my recaps and articles. And I just have to say, 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After is not my favorite of all of the offshoots of 90 Day Fiance, but I'm really enjoying the season. Parts of it are scripted, I can tell. I mean, the George and Anfisa stuff is walking that fine line of being a little too forced, but I feel like we're going to get some real moments from them in a couple of weeks, especially when George gets arrested and then this baby mama comes out of the woodwork and Anfisa finds out that George went to divorce lawyers, so we are going to get some realness from them soon. The Paola and Russ storyline, I could just do without. I'm, I'm kind of done with them. My heart does go out to her. You know, she shared the story of her miscarriage. I think many of us can relate to that and how sad that is, but otherwise, I just really don't understand why they were cast on this season. I would much rather see Oh God, what is that toothless guy's name? Josh and Ica. I would much rather see Josh and Ica from Arizona on here or really anyone, anyone but them. The rest of the cast, you know, the family Chantel versus Pedro. I'm here for that. I was really disappointed when I saw Chantel and Pedro were going to be on this season, but now I'm not because they are bringing it hardcore. I want to know about this website, allegedly that Pedro's mom is posting things about recruiting spouses to get married to Dominican women or men. And, you know, she's doing the immigration paperwork because she's a lawyer. What's up with that? Have you guys found this website? Admittedly, I haven't even looked. So I will look. You look. You tell me if you find anything. I will let you know. Come over to the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group and you just send me a request. I'll let you write in unless you look like a robot And we can all talk about our theories there. i love to deep dive over there with you guys. You guys have the funniest commentary, and it's just a fabulous, smart, kind group of people who are obsessed with all of the same things we share. Another documentary that I'm definitely going to cover on a future podcast is The Staircase, this just dropped on Netflix, and it's actually an older documentary that a lot of people saw already, but it's re released with three new episodes. It is about the death of a prominent woman who was married to an author and whether she fell down a staircase in their home or whether he murdered her. The 10 episodes that were previously released are now released on Netflix with new footage and new commentary. And then there's three new episodes attached to them that are supposed to answer more questions. I haven't made it through even two episodes of this yet, and I'm already completely riveted. And over on the Facebook page, everyone is talking about it. So I cannot wait to Totally binge this series, and I would love to talk about it in the future. Maybe we'll have Michelle back on, or if one of you would like to talk to me about this, let me know. Shoot me a message at Erin Leah Martin on Instagram and Twitter, or on the Facebook page. Or just go to my website and you can click on the email there and email me. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to be on a podcast and you want to talk about this stuff, I am all about it. I really love including the community members in the podcast. I feel like you guys are my people, and I love talking to you, and this is definitely not just my show. This is all of our show at this point, and I can't thank you enough for listening. If you want to hear bonus content, head over to the Patreon page, patreon.com pinkshade, and I am posting two to four extra episodes there every single month. I just did a throwback recap with Sarah Gage. On Scary Island from season three of New York, and we had an absolute ball re-watching that season and recapping that vintage classic episode. Love it, loved every moment of it. I'm also posting scoops that I find. This week I'll be posting some 90-day fiancé intel that I have been digging up from various sources and some insider secrets that I don't share on the regular podcast. So for $5 a month or more, you can become a member, support the podcast. I thank you so much to those of you who have already. And if not, thanks for just being here and listening. I realize that your time is precious. And so you downloading, subscribing, and listening to this podcast every week is so appreciated. Thank you, guys. All right, let's get to Evil Genius with Michelle. Here we go. All right, well, I'm back with Michelle Lykowski, who is here to talk about Evil Genius today. It's a Netflix documentary that I know a ton of you out there have been watching with us. It's a four-part series that dropped on Netflix in, I want to say, early, mid-May, and it's about this crazy, crazy crime ring that... Was discovered in Erie, Pennsylvania in 2003.
1: The heart of all crime rings.
0: The heart of all crime rings. I mean, (laughs) Michelle.
1: Geniuses, I think. (laughs) Erie, Pennsylvania.
0: I mean, it's kind of like making a murderer. I, I'm proud to say that I I grew up mostly in Pennsylvania, and now I live in Wisconsin. The two sites of the craziest crimes, you know, basically shown on Netflix in these documentaries. So <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, I, the next place you move, proud. it's going to be featured.
0: Oh, exactly. And, of course, you know, living in Florida, as I did a few times, too, it's like you just have every claim to fame there. Every, every crazy batshit person ever at least moves there once including me, maybe. So Michelle, first of all,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you for having me back. I'm so surprised.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love you. So you guys out there who listen to Jenny McCarthy on Sirius XM channel 109, you know, Michelle is a producer on the show and on air voice of an angel that we love. And she (laughs) came on the podcast last time to talk about wild, wild country. It was a documentary oh, produced by these same guys, the Duplass brothers. Mm-hmm. So when this was coming out, Michelle actually clued me into this and I kind of put it out there in the universe too. Like everybody needs to watch this. You were, you were like, this is our next documentary. We have to watch Evil Genius. Did you hear about this just from scouring the internet or did somebody tip you off?
1: Um, I don't remember why I knew this was coming. So there you go. Wonderful story. Let me tell you more. Um, <laughs> but I know that I had her- first heard this story um, last summer on um, last podcast of, on the left. I'm shouting out to them because I love them so much and it doesn't take away from anyone to s- support other people. Of course not. And um, uh, I wish they had actually been involved in this. Because they had so much details as well. And I know that this guy uh, um, who Marjorie loved and talked to, he, Trey. Trey had everything too. But yeah. um, they really deep dove into it as well. Um, so I, I was very familiar with the, the thing. And the minute I saw, I think I saw it on EW that it was coming out. Um, I, I uh, instantly knew we had to talk about it because it's such an insane story.
0: It is. It's absolutely insane. And I was kind of shocked that it was only four 45-minute episodes. I was expecting this to be like a 12-part series because of how many yeah. players and how just crackpot the story is.
1: You know, it's kind of like The Wire. They don't go back and tell you what's going on. Yeah. They're just expecting you to be smart enough to figure it out. Right. And, and you're like, but guys, guys, I'm not. Okay? Right. Me over here, not from Erie, Pennsylvania, where evil geniuses live.
0: Seriously. And they kept... So if you watch the documentary, and even if you don't, you can keep up with this conversation because Michelle and I are so basic level and remembering people's names (laughs) and stuff. We're going to take you through it like you're in kindergarten, okay? Because we are too. So if you watch it, though, you're going to notice it is very difficult because they do a lot of back and forth. They go back to... Um, the beginning of people's lives and then they go to the current crime and they interview investigators they interview neighbors they interview landlords i mean it's it is comprehensive but i just heard and i just was telling michelle this before we started recording there's going to be a season two and thank god because there's Mm -hmm. so many loose ends and there are so many pictures that they put up on the screen where they show you the web of people involved in this crime that they just really need to explain more to those of us in the back
1: like a backstory for every single pitch, guy that's presented. Every single like, one. We've got the Bill backstory pretty good, and we have the Marjorie backstory pretty good, but um, I want to know more about Brian Wells. I, I do I want to know more about uh, dude who. Uh, I want to know more about Jessica, the the prostitute, and I want to know more about that roommate who fucking got out of it and didn't have to go to jail. Okay, we need to. Sl- I need to slow down. Who was I a pedophile? Slow- right. Okay, so let's. Who was a pedophile? <laughs>
0: Just P.S. Just P.S. He was a pedophile. I mean, it's so dark. It's so dark. Okay. So here is the main gist of the story. Pizza pizza delivery man, Brian Wells, who, when you think pizza delivery man, you're thinking like a teenager. No, this is a guy who's like well into his fifties, I think. So (laughs) get a real job, Brian. Seriously. When when I, when I heard it was like the pizza delivery man murder, I'm like, oh my God, is it like a 16 year old? No, it's a, it's a well into his fifties, I think ish guy. Who lives, who, <laughs> who lives in like sort of a, a back shack converted garage apartment of a woman who owns a house. So he's not doing well in life, obviously. He's got yeah. some issues we find out later. However, here is the tragedy that befalls him. Whether he's involved or not is part of this mystery. So pizza deliver, delivery man Brian Wells, he is strapped with a collar bomb. On his neck that he can't get off. He is sent into uh, the PNC bank in 2003 in Erie, Pennsylvania, with a cane gun that is also homemade. I'd never seen such a thing as a cane gun before outside of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. It's incredible, it's crazy. And he brings this note with him, this very comprehensive, almost like manifesto like note, you know, pages long, into this local bank. And he robs it. He only gets, I mean, he gets like this measly amount of money that this local bank has. And Eight he, grand. yeah, it's like, please. So he leaves, and the police catch him like, I don't know, two, three blocks out of the bank. So it's ridiculous how fast they catch him. But here is where shit just goes completely left. They see that he's got this bomb on his neck. They sit him down outside of a cruiser. All these other police cars show up. And there's a camera on this the whole time. You will see this in the documentary. So trigger warning. Uh, they, he's telling them, this bomb is real. This bomb is going to go off. you got to get this thing off of my neck. And they're calling the bomb squad to come and check it out. And before you know it, there's a beeping that starts. And he actually mm. explodes. It was...
1: So, as I was saying, I uh, knew this was coming, that there was a bomb that would go off. And I was so (laughs) gung-ho to watch Evil Genius that as soon as I started watching it, I knew that this guy was going to blow up. And so, I told you to watch this back in the beginning of May, whenever it was coming out. And I I got it. I started. I watched it. I started watching the first 30 minutes, and and I stopped. And it was because I knew this guy was going to blow up and I, I couldn't watch it. It's like hardcore. So my, my husband had to talk me down because we were recording today. Even <sighs> though I knew the details, he was like, honey, you got to watch it. It's, it's a second you will Not, it's not going to, but I had, I was, I was filled with such agita that I would have to watch this
0: guy blow up, which I'm not laughing at the guy blowing no, up. I'm just laughing at not. how ridiculous
1: I am. Um, well, you're not ridiculous.
0: Happened. I mean that it's, it's, it's like an, unbelievable scene and I have to say I was the opposite I had no idea he was going to explode I thought I didn't know what was going to happen but I truly went into this blind I mean I don't remember I didn't know anything about the case I was just like oh I hear a guy robs a bank and there's a collar bomb I thought he was actually going to go on the scavenger hunt because okay let me back up to this. So he, he does explode. It's awful. It's, it's not like a huge bloody scene. So if you're, if you haven't watched it yet, I'll just tell you, it it is a tough scene to watch, but it's very, it's very blurry and from far away and it's, but it's bad. I mean, he dies in front of your eyes and what is found out is that he was actually told to go on this sort of just wild goose chase, scavenger hunt, also in this manifesto like note, to find a series of keys around Erie that would unlock the bomb eventually. Now, it it turns out as as the investigation went forward and they, you know, assessed the note and the bomb and everything that he would have never gotten the bomb off. So it was just like it was just a lie. But he didn't he didn't even get to go on this series of weird clues and finding keys and everything because you know, he was found two blocks away from the bank. The cops got him so quickly. They got him so quickly. So the big, so his family is outraged. Number one, that the cops weren't listening to him like, this bomb is real, get it off my neck. But they were waiting, you know, they, they were assessing the situation and it was just too late. Here's the real question, though. Nobody knows if Brian was actually involved in this because if you look at the the camera footage in the bank, he's walking in there with his cane gun and the bomb around right. his neck, and he's, like, twirling the cane, and he actually he takes a lollipop. He takes yeah. a lollipop, Michelle, and he pops it in his it's mouth insane. in the bank, like one of those yeah. free ones you get from the teller.
1: Which, you know, like, we judge people on their behavior with grief and stuff like that. So, you know, there is this part of me that's like maybe this was his nervous tick to not look nervous. <laughs> but ooh, I don't know, dude. It it didn't look good.
0: It was the craziest craziest footage ever. When you when I was watching it, I was like uh, this guy obviously is not wearing a real bomb. He's in on it. And then so when it exploded, right. I was especially shocked. I was like, uh he he knew that was real. And he was like right. sucking on a lollipop, twirling the cane gun. What in mm-hmm. the hell? So I don't know. <laughs> this is just the beginning. So you guys, this is just the beginning. So this isn't even the full crime. No. This is just what tips people off. So then there's this, we find out there's this Marjorie Deal Armstrong who has heavy mental health, health issues. She is a woman who they keep doing this backstory on. And I feel like they did it in a very disjointed way. I'll say, yeah. I don't yeah, like how they, they did it. Yeah, they start with
1: her friend, right? Is, her friend was in the beginning. And right. she's like, no, my friend Marjorie was, she was just really great, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, she had some mental health issues.
0: Yeah, and they keep flashing back to pictures of Marjorie when she was younger and saying how she was this Stunning. beautiful, magnetic personality. And, okay, but I was like, dude, bitch looks crazier back then. Like, right. I didn't think some- she looked normal.
1: No, she had some allies going on. Like, I, I could see that she was probably very charismatic. Like, you could tell from the pictures that that there was something. But I'm like, how, It's got to be. It's it's. This is this is what I'll equate it to. My mother told me recently how unattractive I was as a child. But <laughs> she told me oh, it oh in this way, which I think we talked about last. But that um, you never knew how unattractive you were as a child Michelle because you had such a big personality and I think Marjorie is the same way like everybody just assumed she was so fucking gorgeous because she exuded such confidence and charisma and I think she was just one of those people who go out and are like yeah bitch yeah I'm Marjorie or bitch I'm Madonna whatever like it's that
0: same thing Right. Yeah, I can understand that too but you look back at the pictures and it's like you know the cheese done slid off her cracker early on. Yeah. Like it didn't yeah. happen in her 40s or 50s. No. She has the crazy girl. ass eyes always. Yeah.
1: And it was and it's not although later she said she was abused. I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So here according to the documentary I'm reading from thrillist.com. They did a nice job of um a, like, coming up with a synopsis of the show and also putting the questions that were unanswered out there. So if you guys go to Thrill List, you can find this. They say, according to the documentary, Marjorie Deal Armstrong allegedly wanted to rob this bank for, what a, for like, revenge on her father, who was... Right basically blowing through his fortune and he was supposed to leave her all of this money and she found out about it and she is fuck she's fucking nuts you guys like nutso and so she wanted to hire a hitman to off her father okay so bill rothstein her friend and lover of many Lava. years mm-hmm, who's equally batshit crazy he and okay get this a local crack dealer no evil, geniuses, <laughs> evil geniuses guys evil geniuses bill Rothstein and a local crack dealer kenneth barnes helped plan the heist this barnes guy was supposed to be the hitman but then he reneged and they he he said to the police i was never really going to kill the father but the reason she was robbing the bank was to pay <laughs> the crack dealer Kim. hitman
1: to, to, to kill – but there's also this Bill Rothstein thing where he needed uh, half a million dollars – or not half a million dollars. He needed 2,500 – I don't know how to say numbers, but like half a half a million dollars, <laughs> 250,000. There you go. And that was the exact number that they needed from the bank. The other thing that I want to stop for just a second and put a little flashlight on is the fact that – uh, what what's the um, crackhead's name again? Bill What did you say? Uh, Kenneth Barnes. Thanks. Kenneth Barnes. Did you notice that his girlfriend
0: was 30 years older than him? Yeah. And did you notice that all of these people had girlfriends and boyfriends? P.S. Like how it's like. Like What the fuck? (laughs) It's like when
1: I was in grade school or high school rather, and I was watching, I don't know what television show, but it would incense me that this person, this, this awful person had a girlfriend and I couldn't even get a boyfriend. It's the same thing. This is real, though. Mine was a fantasy over probably Screech. (laughs) Did Screech have a girlfriend? I don't know.
0: Probably. But these people all are in multiple relationships, and there are also, like, tons of prostitutes. A lot of hookers. What is going on? Like, okay, the guy who tragically died with this collar bomb around his neck, Brian Wells, he he also kept a diary where he wrote down all the names of the prostitutes he liked best.
1: And before you think it's a diary diary, like dear diary, it was a fucking uh, 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 the <laughs> spiral notebook that had all the names and the, the, the Johns, uh, not the Johns, but who are the, the people the who provide the, pro- the pimp's name the pimps. next to him. And like, I guess when they had sex or how much he paid, like <laughs> Brian Wells, God rest his soul. And I'm so sorry how you died. You weren't well either.
0: No, no, no. Guys. He he was not a he was not a well person, and Mm-mm. so that the, <laughs> I can't even I don't even know what to do. You guys, Michelle and I are not evil people ourselves, but when you watch this, you'll understand why we're laughing because it's just so nuts. It is just so absolutely nuts. We're not laughing about murder we're no. laughing about just the crackpots involved in this. So Brian Wells We <laughs> haven't
1: even gotten to the body. The no, freezer. okay. No, there's
0: a body in a freezer coming up. Okay, so let okay. let's go to that. So this Marjorie Deal Armstrong who is really the one who they're referring to in the title Evil Genius because she says from jail at one point cuz yes, she does eventually go to jail. I'm not some evil genius. Well, that's that's where the title of the whole documentary comes from because basically, what this documentary is purporting is that she was at the head of this whole elaborate scheme—the writing of this note, the the mm. rope, the roping in of all of these like rant, really random <laughs> set randomly. of characters, like a freaking motley <laughs> crew—is the title yeah. of this crew. Yeah. I mean. She is, like, an A-plus world-class hoarder. So is Bill Rothstein, her accomplice. Like, they are... So nasty. I can't believe that you would ever find a dead body in there. But, oh, there is a dead body. So (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. So Marjorie has, at at this point in Brian Wells' death, she has already gotten off for one murder. She murdered her first boyfriend, which she fully admits to. She's like, yeah, I shot him in the face. But she you was, forgot
1: that her husband also died under mysterious yes. circumstances.
0: Okay, let's just say Marjorie probably killed like a hundred people. I mean, they they only know I, of like is, three in the movie, but I'm like, she, bitch killed like a lot of people. I'm she, sure
1: she, yeah. And I don't know if she's an evil genius because she did get caught. She so. did
0: get caught. Exactly. I think Bill is actually. A little more. Of a I genius. think Bill's. I think Bill's the one who did it. I do too. But anyway. Okay. So let's go back. So Marjorie killed her first boyfriend. She was acquitted based on self-defense. So she's out there just roaming around, being a hoarder, collecting like trade, junk. You know, junk picking on the street. She, she loved horses. She right. She loved horses. She loved that one outfit she wore like for seven years. So that red red shirt. <laughs> yeah, she needed shirt. a bra.
1: I I will say if you're going to hoard hoard bras, she- pick those ladies up.
0: It was really all downhill, literally and figuratively. But okay, here's the thing Marjorie also had a string of boyfriends even after she was murdering them. So. She's got a boyfriend who she's apparently having issues with, of course, because she's insane. And. Yes. Cut to the very short version of this story. She kills him, probably. Um, his she body she ends up... It. Yeah, she does admit it. That's right. She does admit it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. So why don't you tell the listeners where his body ends up and how the police come to find out about this?
1: So she shoots him with, I believe, a shotgun, and then she calls up her on again off again boyfriend who they were engaged for a little bit she calls up Bill Rothstein and she's like honey can you help me just deposit this guy and somehow either Bill or her I don't remember I apologize wrap him up like a fucking side of beef and throw him in a freezer right those big 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 freezers that you put in your garage if you're very very lucky to have one i would like to buy one if you guys know for one, where i can get one please not let me know i don't want that one not I for don't bodies want that right it's no it's actually for a side of beef anyway so uh, uh, so then bill uh, oh this is my favorite calls the cops on her after how many weeks
0: oh god it was a, it was a while he, he, like he paused a, a beat yeah it was like after a month i think
1: and he's like hey guys um i have a situation my uh, co- friend has this body that she wants me to deposit or dispose of. She's t- She wants me to put him in a sh- uh, tree shredder. What are they
0: called? Yeah, like, and, like in Fargo, in a wood like chipper. Like in
1: fucking Fargo. And it would be a frozen one at that. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, you know, I've been thinking about it. I don't want to do it. So could you help, basically? <laughs>
0: And the police and then, are like, uh, Kay, what what, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, Excuse he's like, me? yeah, I got a body in this freezer. I'm not up for chipping it up. Can you come over and take a look?
1: It is so crazy. It's
0: crazy. So the police. So the yeah, go police ahead. Go ahead. Are, you keep going. Well, keep just, going. No,
1: just the police are just like, um, so, you know, I knew this guy because he was, uh, the, the, best man at my uncle's wedding so I get on the phone with him and I'm like Bill what is up and he's like yeah about this body and I just don't wanna and you know I just kind of want to get out of this relationship effectively let's be honest that was the whole reasoning and it's like four weeks after or a few weeks after the um pizza uh uh, bomb killer Mm -hmm. murder and um and it the house that Bill lives in is around the block from where the pizza man, uh, Brian Wells, uh, met them, and when they put the, the the collar on him. And the cops are a little like, huh? Well, that's that's an interesting quinky dink.
0: Yeah, and it's like, how many mass murderers slash body snatchers slash like collar bombers can there be in one town? <laughs> so the fact that it was kind of cracking me up a little bit that the police were like so we huh. kind we kind of thought maybe this has something to do with the collar bomb it's like did you now did you Just now so, I mean,
1: they, they let this guy get off so fucking easily that i am i'm still like dumbstruck
0: okay thank you this is my biggest question of it all because so what happens you guys is bill rothstein he, he tips yeah. them off he, they come over they have to melt the body first before sliding it out of this freezer <laughs> they actually show this i'm like we don't need to see this shit you know you like could stop Yeah, right it's like i I'm, i trust that you got it out of there and it's all these i have to say it's all these really bumbling investigators too like bumbling
1: they're, they're yokel locals like they're, they're total are yeah and they're like pennsylvania guys who the biggest thing that's going to happen is meth heads exactly because i I think that's a big
0: problem there. Or oh, it heroin, absolutely whatever. is. Well, obviously, right. prostitution, serial murders oh. are problems too. Crack dealers who are hitmen, maybe. And they all, maybe oh, and they all like to fish. They all like to fish off the pier when they're not like <laughs> when they're not dealing in crack it or prostituting. Looks really
1: it looks like a pretty place to fish. I gotta be honest. They kept saying,
0: "Well, we hatched the plan while we were fishing," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Every criminal in this movie meets on that fucking pier. Like, stay off the pier. Yeah. All regular citizens of Erie stay off the pier. Okay. (laughs) Or cops just start putting mics
1: there because apparently that's where these evil geniuses are hatching their plans. (laughs)
0: They're fishing if you see a fishing pole in someone's hand. Just you know go ahead and them. You know a good right. idea. Right. So, Brian, so Bill Rothstein rather. He is the old friend of Marjorie's. They describe him also as being like this super smart guy. He's, you know, his intelligence is so great. When you look at him, he looks like a farmer who's probably had yeah. an unsuccessful farm. You know what I mean? Like you're like, yeah. "Okay, I see your suspenders. I see your like hoarding." And it sounds like nobody in your family talks to you. Like you're nutcase too. So he's like throwing Marjorie under the bus, basically. And then he pretends like to me. He really it's he's pretending like he is a friend of the cops. Like he really wants to yes, you know, help them. He actually takes them on a tour of his home, which is like again a major oh. hoarder, hoarder situation. I cannot believe oh, they weren't in out. hazmat suits.
1: The FBI did a criminal profile on whoever was involved with the pizza. um, uh, I keep forgetting the name of it. And, um, but the, whatever the name of the pizza uh, bomb, collar bomb murder, whatever. Yes. And they basically describe that man point blank. Exactly. He's, He's a hoarder. He's mechanically inclined, et cetera, et cetera. And the cops are just like, so, yeah, this nice guy is just telling us about uh, Marjorie. She doesn't sound very nice, you know. <laughs> and he's guy. like,
0: and P.S., he just had a body in his freezer. But he told us about it. So we're all he good. Oh, and
1: then all he good. said, he said, uh, during, like, they show, they do have really great footage. I, I love the cop footage. It's so incredible. And he shows, he puts his hand up. And they, they go, he said, watch out, there's blood back there. And they're like, why is there blood? And he shows his um, scars that are very recent from him, quote, unquote, trying to commit suicide. And he says, didn't you see my suicide note? And what's the number one thing on that suicide note, Aaron?
0: Right. At the top of the suicide note, he wrote, this has nothing to do with Brian Wells' murder and the <laughs> collar bombing.
1: <laughs> and the cops were like. Okay, I guess it doesn't have
0: anything to do with it. I can't. Okay, was this not like a Scooby-Doo episode when they were walking through that house? I was like, dude. No, actually the investigator, (laughs) the the, the van kids in Scooby-Doo are better investigators. Scooby-Doo himself is a better investigator. It was shocking to me. They were like, oh, it's interesting that he said something about Brian Wells in this here suicide note. I'm like, oh my God, you guys. And he's leading them <laughs> through the house and they're w- stepping over like dead oh. rats and like old toaster ovens. And they're like, oh, okay, thank you so much. You know, he's talking about where he dragged the body, basically. Uh, and,
1: uh, and they had a tarp. He had put a tarp up oh, before the, uh, the freezer. Like, why did he do that?
0: I don't know. The whole place looks like where you get murdered. I mean, you get definitely yes. get murdered there, and obviously, and
1: later they show the house again, and then they show where prostitutes would come, and yes, and and it there was such I ah it makes me want to hurl. But there was like this dog uh, bowl that looked like it was filled with blood. I don't even know what it was. <laughs>
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I that do, one. I, I don't I, remember the dog bowl, but I, the prostitution thing, I have to say, beyond the murder and the <sighs> drugs, made me more depressed than the bombing anything. The I fact know, that these like, girls are prostituting themselves in these horrific houses. I don't know. I know that horror sh- horror goes on all over the world. This is a drop in the bucket. But just seeing it was so depressing.
1: It was incredibly sad.
0: Oh, my God. So th- speaking of prostitutes, this Jessica Hoopsick, yes. she comes into play because she actually says at the end, and this is going to be investigated in the second season Good. of this show, if it, if it gets re- renewed, because um, people, the investigators are actually saying they don't fully believe her confession. But she actually says- What? Br- yep. She says at the end of this documentary, Brian Wells actually did know some of what was going to happen- But he did not know that the bomb was going to go off. So what what is being argued in this whole amalgamation of characters and plans and everything is this. Bill Rothstein built the bomb. It was Marjorie's plan. Jessica Hoopsick, the prostitute who Brian Wells, the one with the collar bomb around his neck, she was the one who was like his regular. And she introduced Brian to crazy-ass Marjorie and Bill.
1: Right. Well, Bill, um, not just Bill, uh, the fishing buddy, God damn it. I'm Kenneth, Kenneth the,
0: Barnes, the crack Ken dealer was, hitman. man. Uh,
1: right. He was selling him drugs,
0: right? He so, was selling him drugs too. Yes.
1: So Jessica hops, hop, hoopstick, whatever would take him over to buy drugs from him. The, um, uh, Ken Barnes. And so she's saying, well, they knew each other. Yeah. And that's how they connected them.
0: Sorry, Brian Wells' family is claiming like this is all a no lie. No fucking way. He had no idea. Like he was a total victim. He was never in on the plan. But then we see video footage of them actually. No, wait. This was not video footage. This was a reenactment. A reenactment. Okay. But it was we, a good reenactment. It was a good reenactment. But it was. It was. It, yeah. It was like a Stars or Reels channel reenactment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very bizarre
1: Her, the body shape was exactly the same as marjorie i will give them that
0: totally totally so props to whoever did that reenactment but yet yeah, they showed like what probably happened so they called up brian wells to deliver this pizza they strapped this thing around his neck and they told him to, to that if anyone questions you just say it was a bunch of black people <laughs> right. which then yes. he does oh, my God. which then yeah. he does which is Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Again, there's so many re- there's so many elements of the ridiculous here. But the cops are like, he kept yelling, like, I don't know, it was some black people who did it. So if he thought that bomb was real and he wasn't in on it at all, wouldn't he have said, Marjorie yeah. Deal did this, Bill Rothstein yes. did this, they just strapped yes. this on my neck. So he had to be in on it a little bit, right? He was,
1: he was in on it. There's just no way. And also, at the very end, don't we learn that Jessica Hoopstick had Brian Wells's baby? Uh
0: yeah, allegedly. So
1: I she's I mean she's let's be real gonna... that
0: probably could be anybody's baby, but she thinks it's let's... his.
1: Right. No, and it looks like him, which okay, but you yeah. know <laughs> Just putting it out there, and it is all allegedly. I am not an expert. I'm not even a doctor. I know you were confused, but, but we, we um, probably why could would be better
0: investigators this... than this. Crew. No,
1: we're never going to do that. Don't <laughs> stop it. Don't make us work. Okay. But what the fuck? Um, why would she throw her baby daddy under the bus if it's not true? I don't know. She, she was getting nothing out of that. That's true. She was she was out of jail at that point. I mean, she she was she had workman's hours what the fuck was that yeah i can meet you yeah i'm still in jail but i can leave at night
0: she was what? like on work release or something i, I don't know, know. everybody is in jail everybody's in so jail is
1: she working was her work release
0: prostitution because it was at night i need i need answers <laughs> Also, that Marjorie does get arrested she, she she and charged, and she does go to jail. She ends up dying in jail. Bill Rothstein dies right. while the investigation is going on. So he, he dies of cancer, and Marjorie thinks that he dies of cancer because she put an evil curse on him from jail. She does believe that. She yeah. says, you know, I put a hex on him. She goes, everybody I want – she says something about everybody I want to die dies. What do you think about that or something? And I was like, dude – I'm so yeah. glad she's dead right now because I, I don't even want to do a podcast about this crazy ass bitch if she if she can put hexes on people. So she, but but it being all pinned on her that. is really the big question of the series to me. It's not whether Brian was involved because I truly believe there's enough clues to point yeah. to who he is. Yeah, it being pinned. On her is the question because this Bill Rothstein character, they 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 pin the bomb building to him, but they say it's all Marjorie's idea. You had a really good point when you said you feel like the Duplass brothers who produced this and Wild Wild Country who really they focused love on Sh- to Sheila women. They do so. Remember how Sheila was the focus of that, and of course she was like total psychopath. But I she loved was a her psychopath. But they didn't really focus on the leader as much and how much he had a hand in it. So this documentary, it's all focused on Marjorie and how Bill is a side player, but I have to wonder about this.
1: It doesn't make any sense because number one, number one, Bill got away. I know. And I'm sorry. Like if you want to talk about evil geniuses, the fact that he got away, Scott, he never spent any time in jail, right?
0: No. He 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 wasn't even charged with anything. Dude had a body in his freezer. He confessed. <laughs> he, he wrote that suicide note saying, "Hey, this has nothing to do with that pizza bomb murder." And he, I mean, he had just blood all over his hands, figuratively and literally, and he never got charged with even like uh, anything. Nothing.
1: It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And so for this woman who did literally kill three people, I'd give you that, to just, that's it? Like, she's it? You can't, I, I don't understand why they didn't look harder at Bill. They just kind of wrote him off. Yeah, he, he built bombs. That's he, all. That's all. <laughs> he
0: built bombs. Ooh. Who do you think wrote the notes? The notes were insane. Oh,
1: well, that's what I, I like, in that hoarding shit, all of that stuff, they
0: never found any typewriters. Yeah, cuz it was so what the notes looked like were they were it was like typewriter with with um handwriting over it like tracing a typewritten letter. And now these notes, when I say note, I don't mean like a, a like a half a page. It was like um you it Manifesto. was like more in piece. Yeah. Yeah. Pages it pages was... pages.
1: And oh god, this very weird detail about Brian Wells is that he loved scavenger hunts. Oh my god. Which yes. What? Okay, and the fact that they had a scavenger hunt in the town Thank that you. you could get, what? what is that? What are you talking
0: about? You. you look on your, your, your paper, and you get to go on a scavenger hunt every this, month? This is before Pokemon Go. This is like a real-life scavenger hunt where you could find like the key to the city if you read a little clue in the eerie paper. And so Brian Wells' landlord, again, he lives in like this converted garage in her backyard. It, yeah. She's like he just loved scavenger hunts, and he would look in that paper, and he would go do it. And so maybe they knew that about him. And I'm like, huh? And one
1: time he almost got the key, but the fact that they did oh know God. that about him, like I from Jessica, sure he was, his yeah, prostitute Jessica, on the reg. yeah, there uh, there's something so so I want to. There's so many um, little um, pieces of the fabric, which they're threads that just need to be pulled. I just want you to pull that thread and show me how it starts and how it ends. I want to know more about these scavenger hunts because those fucking thing, those scavenger hunts that they wrote out were so intense and diabolical and like, just like,
0: they had to plan this. How long did they plan this? Exactly. How long did they plan this? And again, it seems like the plan was only just to, Uh, basically control someone the money was second it was irrelevant i mean the fact that it was all all to kill her father allegedly to hire this hitman seemed totally secondary to just creating this extravagant elaborate plan itself and if
1: they're such geniuses they know (laughs) that the the fucking bank doesn't have 250 thousand dollars or however you say that number
0: um, just exactly. hanging out. I know. You're not going to get it. He got eight grand. Okay. Right. Also, oh, can we tragic. just talk about Marjorie's father for a moment? Because they're, yes. they're like, okay, so this was all maybe to kill you. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what her problem was. Like he, d- he didn't even take it seriously. <laughs> I was like, so I, think I think they're trying to murder you. And he's yeah. like, I don't know. I think she was mad about some money.
1: He it was probably so used to her schemes. Not that I, I i think Bill and Marjorie were in it together. I think they hatched it together. I don't think that she was the mastermind because Bill was really smart. And he talked to the FBI. And the FBI wasn't like, hmm, that seems,
0: huh, we should question you more. They didn't do it. Like, they didn't question this guy more. What was going on in 2003? Was this, like, too close to the aftermath of 9-11? The FBI basically was, like, really shitty with this, too. Like, it wasn't just the local law enforcement. I feel like they were like, you know what? We got bigger fish to fry. We have a worldwide terrorist horrible situation going on. You know, there's a pizza guy with a collar bomb. There's a crazy lady who wants to kill her dad. Like, we're going to send our D team out here.
1: Exactly, and but the the one the the group of um po- police people whatever they're called the agency the AFI I think yeah the people who uh, study bombs they were good they, they had their shit going on they had
0: their shit together but they also yeah. just had questions because they were like we don't yeah they were like yeah <laughs>
1: because there is only questions <laughs> you cannot finish the series and not go
0: what happened. No. So before you think this is the worst podcast ever, like just so sorry, just confusing yes. you and not giving you any answers, we're actually describing the documentary because <laughs> the documentary like leaves you with all of these questions. But I would say I would really suggest watching it. It's it's pretty intense, but it is fascinating, even though it it doesn't answer all of the questions. If they come out with the second series, I would be oh, totally yeah. two feet in because it has so many moving parts.
1: I want to I wanna see Jessica Hoops sick. Yeah. Like, I want to see her more. When she finally revealed, came out in the end, I was like, oh, my God, can we see an hour of her? I want to hear what her life is. I want to hear more about her and Brian Wells. I want to know about not so much her prostitution but how she got there and how did she tell these people about this sucker because I think she did.
0: You know? I think she did too, and and she supposedly got five thousand dollars for telling them. I'm like, and the oh, bank the bank so robbery sad. was only eight thousand dollars, okay? so like they there they was... netted three grand. Like that's so we didn't
1: even weird. get to spend it. And oh my god, we haven't <sighs> even touched on the 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 roommate of Bill.
0: Okay, so yes, who Rob... lived
1: in that fucking house yep.
0: with him? Rob oh. Panetti was you. the guy who worked with him. His roommate who. Basically, died of an overdose, but a questionable overdose. People are alleging that maybe he was given this overdose on purpose. Very shortly after the collar bomb, Brian Wells' guy died. So people wait, are, wait, wait,
1: um, wait. When, no, when I said roommate, oh, I was talking about Bill's roommate.
0: But oh, let's go. Shit. Okay, shit. Okay. Brian no, I'm Wells am talking about the other coworker. Guy. Coworker dies, and people yeah. they sort of just write him off too. Yeah. Okay, so okay, no, go back to what and you're it's talking about now. the day after, now. right? I think it's like the day or within the, it's with it's within the week. Yeah. Right.
1: Um sorry. So Bill Rothstein had this um roommate Bill's who lived roommate. with him. Yes. Who was a pedophile and also incarcerated for something else. I don't remember what. He's like a and rapist. He, just,
0: he was like he, convicted of rape at one point, I think. Ugh, an awful
1: human being. Horrible. And he just flew the coop. Right after it happened, he just was gone, and it was like, "Well, tell us more about this guy. Why are you? Why don't tell me about this roommate? If you're not going to give me more details, where was he a pedophile? Why are you even telling me that he's a pedophile if this doesn't have anything to do with it? If he's not involved, then then let him. Don't tell me about him. But I think he's involved, so I need more details. It kind it kind of makes me like you had. You had four episodes, 45 minutes each. It could have been eight episodes <laughs> at an hour. Exactly. Just tell me these, these, these long thre- threads that you're throwing at me, and then you, you take them back. Like, I, I feel like a cat.
0: Oh, totally. But I, that's what I think. I think that people are demanding that they continue this story, and that's why Good. season two is getting picked up. There's no release date for it. I looked it up and I read all about it, and there's no release date for it. But it says Netflix is moving forward because the, yeah, people after they watched this were like, uh, "WTF?" Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> Basically, collectively, it- we need answers up to about a thousand questions.
1: Yeah, it's it's so. It's because it should have just been if you're only gonna give me fucking 45 minutes four hour or two four 45 minute shows, then just tell me about Bill and tell me about Marjorie
0: right right but that
1: would have been fine.
0: Oh my God. oh my God Michelle. well I'm so glad you actually told me to watch it. I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> it even though I sat there the whole time going, what am I even watching like what the hell is this because it is so crazy you couldn't write this a writer couldn't even come up with this as fiction no it's so crackpot you guys who have watched it I would love to hear what you think (laughs) please
1: and and I apologize for um not knowing names
0: no, it's you know what they they all look um like they've had a bad water source, probably their entire <laughs> yeah. lives. They look very similar. Marjorie looks the craziest, but they all mm. look very off, and so it's hard to differentiate among them as
1: well. It's, it's so you know the the when they first interviewed um the fishing buddy slash crack owner, crack seller Kenneth Barnes when they first interviewed Kenneth Barnes and his eighty year old girlfriend. <laughs> He looked completely different than he did at the end when he went to jail.
0: No, But when they first interviewed him, okay, so Kenneth Barnes doesn't have the luxury of having front teeth. He's missing those.
1: And you know what? Nobody really (laughs) needs them. You can use your chompers on the back.
0: But they they introduced him at first. So I was watching this with, with my husband, and he actually said, I bet that guy's like 35 (laughs) <laughs> and he
1: was. He was like 45, I think. And I looked at, I, I think he was 49. He
0: looked 70. He looked 80. Right? Yeah. And people who live hard lives like that, you're like, they, they might be 17. They might be 82. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he was like it's... in his 40s, but he looked about 75. And then at the end, he looked 122. Yes. Yeah. You were like, wow. I, and I think he was maybe like, what, 55? <laughs> if that, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, it, it's so good. You guys, it's it is really so good. good. It's I'm, really it's, good. Yeah. Again, it just needs to be
0: unraveled more. I know. But you know, what's also going to be really, really, really good. Michelle, you are coming what's out next? with your podcast. <gasps> That's what's um, next. I want, you, uh, I want you to tell everybody what it's called, when it's coming, what it's about, because we're all mentally subscribed in our minds, but we're going to do it like the day it drops. So tell okay. us.
1: Okay. So first of all, I have to figure out how to make it drop, but, um, July 4th, um, uh, I'll tell you which company, I don't know what I need to figure that we'll talk after this. Um, it's called never tell your stories and it's, um, uh, stories that, um, are, are very personal of mine. And eventually I will be having other people call in and, um, we'll be talking about their stories, but they're, Just heartfelt, um, holy shit, this happened in my life, and now I want to get rid of it from my brain, so I'm going to tell subscribers about it. My father was a crazy man, my mom close behind, and um, it's just uh, storytelling at its finest. Sure, I'm going to go there. And it has a song, so there you go.
0: Yeah, a song by Michelle. And I heard just a rough cut of the first episode, and you guys, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. And I think you're going right. to get such an outpouring of people who want to come on and tell their stories. Cause it's so inspirational. What you're doing is fantastic. I yeah. I love you too. And so tell people where they can find you until then. Oh,
1: I'm at, I'm at Mo Laikowski, M O L A I K O W S K I at, uh, at the Twitter and at the Instagram. And, um, as I will be, ha- I should have a, um, What's that thing that, the,
0: the, <laughs> come Facebook? On, the Facebook machine, no. <laughs> <Not> the,
1: Facebook <laughs> machine. the um, logo should be coming out soon. So um, once that comes out, I'll put it on the Instagram and, um, and I'll by then figure out how to put it on iTunes because oh I don't gosh. know what else to do.
0: I will. You know what? I had to, I had to go to the school of Google and um, YouTube videos to learn how to do all of that stuff. So I'll be happy to guide you through
1: well i have a month to do it damn it and i will do it you
0: Wahoo! will do it july 4th independence day that is a yes. perfect day to publish your first episode i love it so it's never tell your stories new
1: york city so Aww, that's yeah there's poet and lost my virginity oh my god
0: the little okay fun this, fact you know what never <laughs> tell your stories michelle <laughs> this is per- this, <laughs> too I, it practically writes itself <laughs> it really does okay all right thank you for coming on today I can't wait to talk to you again
1: I can't wait for our next uh documentary Woo-woo.
0: yeah let's scour the internet and find out what's coming on Netflix and we can talk about the next crazy one together yay okay all right bye-bye bye thanks Thanks again to Michelle for coming on the podcast to talk about evil genius today. You guys check it out if you haven't yet. I'd love to hear from you. Come over to the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook page. Follow me at Aaron Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. Follow my recaps on realitytee.com and tune into the Jenny McCarthy Show every week. Either Thursdays or Fridays, we do Real Housewives Roundup on Sirius XM Channel 109. And PS, we are including 90-day fiance in our chats now, because we are both obsessed. I would love if you would go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review if you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you to everyone who's done that. It really does help get the word out. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Head over to patreon.com slash pinkshade for extra bonus content. Remember, this week, the newest Patreon episode will include 90 Day Fiancé Dirt. Special shout out to our premium sponsors, Carrie Cook and Tammy Stefani, and to our newest extra shady sponsor, Sarah Gage. Love you guys. Until next time, I will see you in reality.
1: Is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're gonna love. Hey Vanessa. Hi Casper. Do you happen to like the Harry Potter books?
0: Uh, yeah yeah I'd say so.
1: Me too that's why we started a podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text where we read the whole series chapter by chapter. That's right. And we've just started book seven, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you've spent your whole adult life missing English class and you love Harry Potter, then this is the podcast for you. Listen on your favorite podcast app today. ACAST is home to the biggest podcasts from the U.S. and around the
0: world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.